Hi, um, I'm Ann Shelley, I'm Managing Director of Pearl TV. What ATSC 3.0 or Next Gen TV is, is a brand new over-the-air transmission standard. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. And it's so nice to have you here. So thanks so much. Oh, it's great to be here, Catherine. Today's conversation is about something that's pretty new to me. I don't know much about the television and media in that sense space. Um, So we're going to be talking about next-gen TV. You're going to explain that to me, and I'm really looking forward to it. But before we do that, what is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? Um, That's a great question. I had to think about it a little bit. Uh, So, you know, I, so I run a consortium of 14 companies and I think there's interesting and subtle things about being a woman um, that's helped me in that role. And it's not the first time I've done something like that, where I've had to navigate different uh, perspectives and navigate companies with disparate viewpoints and bring them together and and agreeing on a direction for an industry. I did that back with wireless, now doing it that today. And I think that's a unique, a unique skill that in many ways women are really good at, which is empathy, seeing directions, but also having, uh, being bold enough to drive a group of companies forward. And I, you know, I think that's uh, something that women do bring to business uh, situations. And certainly that's something that I felt uh, was part of sort of my uniqueness as, as uh, in the the fact that I am a woman. Um, So that's one example. Yeah, totally. I, I think also a related skill that tends to often be considered female is being able to really hear people and translate what they're saying to other people who aren't as good at hearing them, maybe. Right, um, right. Yeah. Well, so, and certainly when you get these companies that are major competitors with one of uh, each other and then, ha- you know, helping to find a sort of North Star that everybody can march towards and that I do think that's a unique skill that women do have. And that's why you see, I think, a lot of women in, in roles um, where they're able to uh, sort of, we, you know, sort of thread a needle and also have the uh, skill sets to, to see, uh, see intuitively where things are headed and to get those companies moving in that direction. That, that's, you know, benefits uh, the, the whole initiative. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's a powerful, these are powerful skills to have in business and in your personal life. So thank you for sharing that. All right. So like I said, I don't know what next gen TV really is. Obviously I looked it up in preparation to talk to you. So I'm starting to get a sense, but I thought we could start by you telling me what next gen TV is, but also what your company's role is in enabling it. Yeah. So let me start first with Pearl TV. So we're a consortium, a business consortium of eight of the largest broadcasts TV station groups. And those are the companies in the U.S. that provide the over-the-air broadcast TV service, as well as to cable that brings you your local news, entertainment, sports content. Uh, We're also 
partnered with the networks that uh, provide that same live linear TV service. So, you know, think your local news and information, plus your you know, local sports and uh, sports, national sports content, national programming. So that's ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox. And broadcasters have been transmitting, um, you know, if you think about those tall towers, those TV stations you have uh, that you see out there and that, that you get your ABC, your different, you know, you're in, I live in Baltimore, WBAL is a, a station here. And it's those companies that are bringing this, this new service. And the old transmission platform, the over-the-air transmission platform was ideated in the early 80s. And then we went from analog to digital. ATSC is the latest new digital standard, uh, ATSC 3.0, I'm sorry, or next-gen TV as it's known. So broadcasters, you know, we went from analog to digital. So think your HD TV services and everybody had to buy new TVs and they had to get converter boxes and that was government led. Broadcasters recognized that that old platform, which was ideated in the early 80s, uh, implemented in the early 90s. This is pre-internet. Mark Zuckerberg was seven years old, right? <laughs> okay. Uh we didn't know where things were headed, right? So IP wasn't even out there yet. We recognized as broadcasters that we needed to implement something that could keep pace with where the media landscape was going, where consumers and eyeballs, where viewership is going in terms of streaming content and other things. And so what ATSC 3.0 or Next Gen TV is, is a brand new over-the-air transmission standard. Uh, it's being rolled out right now. It's available in all, over 60% of U.S. households, and it's delivering that live local broadcast content in higher quality, so it can go to 4K. It can bring high dynamic range, so that's, that's brighter brights and blacker black, so really pictures that really look amazing. A brand new audio system from Dolby that allows for you to hear better, to have consistent loudness, uh, to have immersive, almost like you're in the theater, to bring multi-language so you can switch between Spanish, English, English, Spanish. All these things are really IP enabled uh, as well as interactivity. So it actually allows the TV to connect to the internet and bring broadband content. Think sports stats, think camera angles right inside the live linear feed. And so you really are creating experience for consumers that's much more immersive, you know, it allows for more content, more information, advanced emergency alerts. Really, it, what it is at the end of the day is you're sending the internet over the air. And so for consumers, over the air is, you know, we're well over 18% of consumers in the United States um, look to get an over the air feed because it's free. And they combine that with their, they, they self-bundle, combine that with some internet content or streaming content. But free over-the-air broadcast is something that's critically important in the U.S. And, and consumers are actually um, connecting more with antennas than they were in the past. So rabbit ears are back. You know, I was going to ask about how this service fits into the streaming era, but I feel like you, you did a pretty good job of kind of explaining how that works, but maybe to um, bring this a little bit back to to a realm I'm more familiar with, does 5G impact this at all? Because, you know, I was thinking about, you were talking about different camera angles at maybe a live sporting event. And I know that um, Verizon, for example, is trying to use the low latency of 5G to provide all these different camera angles to these live sporting events. 
Um, so is 5G something that you you think about in your field? Yeah, so 5G has been actually used being used in production to connect the camera on the field to the truck that's sending and distributing that up to satellite, but it's not really going to the consumer. Um, so bringing it to the consumer is a different thing. You know, I think, you know, 5G is great technology, but the difference between 5G and, and, and broadcast is that 5G is one-to-one. -one. Broadcast is one-to-many. So when I send it out, I can hit, I can, an infinite number of devices can receive whatever I'm sending out, as long as they have a receiver chip in it. So if we were to put the Super Bowl 100% on the, the carrier networks, it would clog up the networks uh, because it's going one-to-one. -one. Everybody's getting a copy at the same time. With over-the-air broadcast or with broadcast to cable, it's, 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 it's not one-to-one, -one, right? It's one-to-many. And so that's the beauty of broadcast. It's not, it's, it's not an either-or. I always say it's an and. So you have to think about 5G and broadcast together. Now, what NextGen is great about is it actually does create a really nice converged environment. So it's easier to go between 5G and broadcast than it was in the past. Okay, that's really interesting. So thank you for, for explaining that to me. Taking it a, a, a bit broader here, how would you characterize the current media market? Like what are some, some trends you're kind of keeping an eye on? Especially as, at least from my perspective, it seems like, seems like it's changing a lot as the consumer. I feel like it's changing a lot, right? Like there's just constantly new things for me to pay for or sign up for. So yeah. Yeah, what are some things you're, you know, on? it's, it's, it's more, it's, you know, there's a lot of streaming, the, the introduction of streaming Netflix with the introduction really the driver of, of streaming. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that go into sort of what created the marketplace for streaming in terms of just, um, IP and networking and uh, compute compute power and all that kind of stuff. But you kind of nailed it on the head when you said, <laughs> as a consumer, I've got all, it's, it's so your viewing is becoming more fragmented. It's harder for content publishers, even for advertisers to aggregate audiences. What's really interesting in broadcast is still the largest audience aggregator out there. So when you talk about reach and frequency, broadcast wins over streaming, um, you know, because you're fragmenting eyeballs. There's more, you know, you're, 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 you're all over the place and, and where you're viewing and how are you viewing. And, you know, I think we're, we're going to come back to a re-aggregation of that. And you're starting to see that happen with, you know, the powerhouses like Disney and others sort of bringing their content back in and, and distributing it on their own streaming platforms. Um, the cost of streaming also, uh, you know, coming to bear. And consumers also, when they start to add up that price, the amount that they're paying for, they're realizing, well, you know, everything got unbundled. I unbundled, I maybe cut the cord from cable, but if they, they're starting to realize that, 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 that total number isn't as attractive um, as what they thought it would be. So I do think we're gonna have aggregation happening where there'll be you know, certain number of streaming platforms that make it and others that, that don't. And, you know, and I think it's those powerhouses that are out there um, that are sort of aggregating that onto streaming. But that's where broadcast comes in, that's where next gen comes in as as an alternative, as, as an add-on to what you're doing, giving consumer more choice. 
I think the other thing is personalization. Uh, let me actually see how AI comes into play in terms of what happens for you as you're trying to discover content. You know, um, are you served up what they think you want to watch? I mean, it, I can't predict where things are totally headed. I don't think anybody can, but it's it's certainly. I do think we're going to go into what I call the streaming winters. We might be heading in, into that um, and a re-aggregation, a re-emergence. And those companies that can offer, you know, a personalized, the ability to not have to jump in and out of these applications, you know, to be able to have a more converged experience that allows you to navigate where you want to go and how you want to go. And, and then again, the other is discovery. Discovery is getting more more difficult. Um, the good news for us as broadcasters is we recognized that eight years ago we saw this happening with connected televisions. You know, eight years ago was or nine years ago was the introduction of the connected TV. We didn't have it before. Now you can't buy a TV that's not connected that doesn't have a, a connection. And when you unbox a television today, uh, it won't let you do anything until you connect. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, interesting times. I think for us, we're we're excited about next gen TV because it does bridge the the over the air service more elegantly with the streaming. So it, we we're hoping it brings viewers like yourself, the younger millennials, Gen Zs, back into broadcast um, because again, we're local news providers. Uh, we provide a lot of essential news and information. Uh, you know, and consumers want that, but they want it in the way they want it. You know, they want to view in the way they want to view. You're talking about news and, you know, my generation. What about the fact that, like, we tend to consume news online, like, in written form? Like, at least that's how I consume news. And I don't know if that's just because I don't have an easy option to watch news maybe anymore. Um, like, is that, is yeah, that, so, so that are, do you, are you, so the number one place right now is YouTube TV for news. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, so I guess yeah. I like tend to read yeah. news articles, but I guess I'm a journalist. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, you, I, I like, like if, if I look at my, I have a 26 year old and a 21 year old daughter and they're on TikTok, you know, right. and, okay. and, and I am like a little bit older than that generation. Yeah. So. It's not like they're news illiterate. They're really savvy on what's going on. Um, and they read, but they're not, they're reading more in the video format of YouTube or right. TikTok. Okay. That or, makes yeah. sense. And they're, they're looking at CNN, but all the news publishers are publishing on all these various platforms. So they're still, you know, we're not, we're not putting our, we're not not putting our content out in, in, in those, in, on yeah. those platforms. Okay. That's but still, there's a huge yeah. base of consumers that, you know, that still view over, over the air. And because it's IP based, what we, it is, it's, it's HTML5, it's all web-based, whatever right. we're producing <laughs> for online, yeah. we can send over the air. Sure. So it makes the production, the cost of production easier in next gen, you know, for us to be able to distribute, it's sort of right once distributed everywhere. Um, before broadcast, you know, uh, harder on the older platform to do that. The last question, I'm going to bring it back to to a bit personal, but I know that you were recently awarded the Women in Technology uh, Technology Leadership Award, which is great. So congratulations. Oh, thank but you. What can you share with us about the award, but also more broadly, the importance you believe recognitions like these play in elevating women in the technology space? 
if any. Yeah, so first of all, I was really flattered and, and appreciative of that award. Uh, I, I think it's really important um, to have these kinds of platforms for women. Uh, it gives us a place to actually be mentors for other women to set examples. Uh, you know, the technology industries and, and media and wireless and others um, are very sort of male dominated. And I do think having these platforms allows other women to see, um, you know, a path or, or a way to um, get into technology that might not they might not have thought of and so it's a great way to meet other women as well um there is a lot of mentoring uh that goes on uh and it on uh, you know in i think in and around these types of awards uh and you know it's important for us to continue to do that i think to embrace diversity and inclusion uh across the board and, uh, you know, and so that's how I see these opportunities. Um, and, and I think women should get more involved in these types of, of platforms. Um, so the Women in Te Technology Award for Broadcast, uh, you know, if you looked at the various women that won, I was, in the, I was the leadership award, but there were other awards um, of different women that are doing some really unique things in and around broadcast. And so, you know, you got to find out about that, some of which I, I wasn't even aware of. Yeah, I think that's a really important role that things like that play. And what I'm trying to do in my own small way with this podcast is, you know, we know there are fewer women than men in technology, but there are plenty of women here. And it's just about making sure those are the women that we're quoting or interviewing or talking to and not always just reverting back to the most visible people in the industry. So, yeah. No, I think it's great. I, when I saw saw your title of your podcast, I was like, oh, this is great. I love this. Love the idea. I love that you're doing this. I, I And I think women do bring a, different, a unique perspective to things. And that's why I think having diversity in groups and teams is so important. It's, you know, it's, I think what makes um, any kind of success in bringing, you know, types of products or platforms like we're working on uh, to the marketplace, because the consumers out there are not um, just one um, gender or one ethnicity there. It's, it's a, it's very much a, a, um, you know, you know, the, the average population base. So you have to, you really have to know your consumer to know your consumer, to build your products, to, to deliver your services. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Anne, thank you so much for this conversation. It's been great. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here and I um, look forward to you know, listening more to your podcast.